Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler, and my guest today is Pat Batuello. And Pat is going to talk about um, horse racing in Saratoga and the demonstration he did this week. So, Pat, when you went to the uh, track, was there a lot of people coming in? Uh, not yesterday, Cynthia, because of the the weather. So I think that that mm-hmm. uh, hampered their attendance a bit. It also hampered our you know our numbers too. Usually we we get anywhere up to 75 on a regular protest day and over 100 mm-hmm. on Travers, which is the big race of the summer. Uh, yesterday we ended mm-hmm. up with 30, which wasn't bad considering the weather. Um, so it was a good demonstration. So when you when you demonstrate and hand out literature, usually what does the literature say? So we have uh, the facts, you know, about horse racing, uh, the way the horses, <clears throat> excuse me, are uh, kept and how they're suffering, you know, in their stalls by themselves, 23 hours a day, and of course the whipping and the drugging, and the commodification of these animals, and the uh, the deaths. You know, so we, um, you know, we estimate over 2,000 horses are killed racing or training across America every year. And at Saratoga, the average is roughly 15 each summer. So as I was telling uh, people coming in yesterday, and also we did get a lot of media, by the way. We had um, Spectrum News. We had WNYT Channel 13. We had uh, the Daily Gazette. And we had a, uh, now a publication called the Hill Country Observer so uh, all, all told, we had four media interviews, uh, so that was real good exposure. And as I was telling them and, um, and you know, anyone, any people coming, coming in who would listen, is that there's a cost to this party that Saratoga throws every summer. There's a cost to the food and the drink and the revelry, and that cost is not what Naira incurs to put the event on, Rather, it's a cost that's measured in lives. Roughly 15, as I mentioned, 15 horses die each summer at Saratoga. So the question is really quite simple. For all the people who bet on these races and the people who go through the turnstiles, is that okay? Are you comfortable with horses being whipped, being killed, and then most of the horses that were racing yesterday and every day at Saratoga will end up in the slaughterhouse. Are you comfortable with that too? And if not, if you're not comfortable with it, then there's only one choice to make, and that's to cease and desist from supporting Saratoga race course and horse racing in general. So when, when you <clears throat> give the literature out to people and the people stop and listen, what's their reaction usually? Well, most, to be honest, Cynthia, the vast majority of people don't even make eye contact with us. It, you know, it's uh, it's awkward for them to have to walk by protesters holding up signs of horses broken down on the track and horses at the slaughterhouse. And we have, you know, two people on um, megaphones, bullhorns, you know, leading chants and citing statistics. So it's very uncomfortable for them to have to walk by that, and the vast majority choose not to even engage us. Uh, we don't even get eye contact, as I mentioned. 
Occasionally, we will get someone who will take one of our leaflets, and uh, our only hope is that in their quieter moments during the course of the day that they will, you know, read with an open mind and allow themselves to, um, to view this in a different context, view horse racing, view Saratoga in a different context. And we're confident that if they do, if they approach it with an open mind and an open heart, uh, then they will come away with the only, you know, rational, compassionate conclusion they, they could, and that is that this, is, this has to end. This is no different than greyhound racing, which has been banned in 41 states in this country on moral grounds. And so we're looking for the same thing with horse racing. So, and then, of course, there are the, um, you know, the jerks, for want of a better word, uh, who will, <laughs> you know, yell things out at us as they're passing by. They never stop and confront us, you know, face-to-face. They're too cowardly to do that. So as they're walking by, they'll make some snide remarks. And we had a handful of people driving by us, you know, on the main drag in Saratoga Springs, you know, uh, flipping us off. So that, that comes with the territories. You know, we're, uh, we're threatening, you know, something that has um, been an institution locally, you know, for over 100 years. And it's the, probably the main social scene in the capital region uh, each summer. So, you know, it's a, th- it's a threat, you know, to some people. And, um, but that's fine. You know, you don't get anywhere in this, uh, you know, in this society without, um, you know, if you want to make change, you know, for the better uh, without, um, you know, rattling some cages. So, you know, we know what we're up against, you know, we go up there to protest and, you know, we, um, we stand strong, stand firm for the horses. Have you ever spoken to somebody that's coming into the track who uh, is, who understands what you're, what you're saying and listen to you. <clears throat> yeah, and, so occasionally. But but have you ever had somebody say, "Oh, you're right," and then turn around and walk away from the track? Yes, we have. It doesn't happen often, but you know, occasionally we will get someone who takes our literature, engages you know me or one of our other protesters in a conversation, and um, you know is moved emotionally. Uh, to the point where they will turn around. Again, it doesn't happen very often. Um, we do have people, though. Um, most of the time, it's it's women who um, become emotional about what we're telling them, and pretty much are being dragged in, you know, by their boyfriend or husband. You know, even though you, we know we can tell we've made a connection with that person, and that they would rather not go they'd rather turn around and go home but because you know their uh, their significant other is you know calling for them to to move along and you know enter the gates uh they don't have that um that choice or they choose not to make that choice i should say so mm-hmm. you know it um it again it doesn't happen often the the great majority of the people you know will not even make eye contact with us so, um, but, you know, look, that's, you know, we're up there for two reasons. Uh, one is to get media attention because that's how we get our message out exponentially. You know, like I mentioned, you know, being on Spectrum and uh, Channel 13, you know, last night, you know, we reached thousands and thousands of people, um, you know, through, through the airways and then airwaves. And then, you know, the Daily Gazette, 
you know, the second major newspaper in this area. Um, mm-hmm. But the second, the second reason we're up there is to make people feel uncomfortable. You know, again, it's not the shame. You know, we're not, we're not, you know, in their faces telling them that they're bad people for supporting animal cruelty, but we're, we want to make them uncomfortable. We, especially the families, you know, that are bringing children into this. Um, as you can imagine, children being children, being innately compassionate people, um, lock right in to our signs as they're passing by. And our hope is that at some point during the course of that day or, you know, at night, maybe the next day, they go to their mom and dad and say, why were those people out there? Why were they upset? Why were they holding those signs? Can you tell me what was happening in those pictures? And make those parents feel uncomfortable, embarrassed that their children are questioning. And hopefully they'll make a different decision going forward. They'll choose not to, you know, participate in this animal cruelty. So, you know, we, um, we, we understand that there are hardened horse players, as they're called. These are the long-time, you know, lifelong gamblers uh, that have no intention of ever giving this up. Um, so they're beyond our reach. You know, our target really is, again, those families, younger people, uh, which you get a lot of at Saratoga, you know, college-age kids, um, trying to reach them and maybe make an impact, uh, you know, on that level. So Saratoga has been um, an attraction for for many years. Mm-hmm. Can you briefly talk about the history of Saratoga and horse racing? Sure. So Saratoga opened its gates in 1863 during the midst of the wow. Civil War. And it proudly bills itself the oldest sporting venue in the nation. And, again, um, you know, we talked about this the last time. That is our biggest challenge as advocates is to get people to stop thinking of this as just another sport. You know, but when you have Saratoga out there going, this is the oldest sporting venue in the nation, and it's covered by all the local sports departments, you know, TV, radio, uh, newspaper. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the big races are covered by NBC Sports. ESPN mm-hmm. named Secretary the 35th greatest athlete of the 20th century. It was on the cover of Sports Illustrated 46 times. Um, so that's our challenge, to break through that conditioning that, you know, it really, what it is is brainwashing. You know, it's brilliant marketing by the industry to, to present this as a sport. Uh, and Saratoga, you know, of course, joins right in. So that, that's the history that we're up against. And Saratoga, and this is real important for your listeners to understand, you know, because they'll be talking about the attendance records that they plan on setting this summer. And part of that is due Mm -hmm. to the pandemic and people getting back to normal and very anxious to get out there and do what they used to do. Uh, But Saratoga, you know, does draw. They draw over a million people each summer. Um, But that said, it is unlike any other track or most every other track in the country. There, there's probably a handful, uh, Del Mar out in San Diego, um, Churchill Downs in Kentucky, you know, but at the most five or six tracks are like Saratoga that draw 
you know, on their own that aren't, that it's not necessary for those tracks to be supported uh, by subsidies or just by betting. You know, there are people that go up to Saratoga just to, you know, just to be entertained for the afternoon and, and they may not even, you know, place a bet, you know, cause there are all mm-hmm. kinds of activities, you know, for the kids. So, you know, you have to understand that this is not indicative of horse racing in general. Um, so, we understand that this is not something that's going to happen overnight, you know, shutting down Saratoga Racecourse. Um, mm-hmm. But, but horse racing in general in this country is contracting each year. You know, they are closing tracks; they're not opening up new ones. And as we talked about the last time, the bulk of the industry is being propped up by corporate welfare, including nine of the eleven tracks here in New York State actually 10, if you would include Belmont, um, you know, without that corporate welfare, without that $250 million every year going into New York State horse racing that comes, by the way, at the expense of school children and education, if not for that corporate welfare, all seven harness tracks and the two, you know, thir- at least two of the four thoroughbred tracks, Finger Lakes and Aqueduct, and you could make a case that maybe Belmont too would have shuttered years ago. So Saratoga is, you know, different than most every other track, not just in New York, but across the country. So, you know, understand that it's a big draw, but we're going to be up there. We're going to be protesting. We're going to make people, uh, you know, we're going to educate and expose. And um, we feel like we are, you know, making a difference. Now, when when people think of Saratoga, you know, um, as an upstater, people come up here from all over, not only the state, but all over the country. And basically, Saratoga, I mean, yeah, Saratoga is kind of like an institution. Do you think a lot of people come here, not just for the horse racing, but for all of the activity that takes place with the horse. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Cynthia, just like I, I just said, we, you know, you have activities for the kids and, you know, bouncy bounce and face painting and there are picnic uh, uh, areas, you know, for people to, you know, they, they, they bring their coolers and they drink and they eat and, you know, it's like going to a County fair and uh, you know, some of them are not interested in, you know, in, in betting, you know, they'll watch the horse, horses race but they um they're there more for you know just something to do on a you know summer afternoon in the capital region so yeah it is a tradition um you know and we get that question a lot you know what do you say about that you know people call this a tradition and 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 my answer is is quite simple in that you know throughout the course of human history there have been myriad traditions that upon further review were exposed as unethical, immoral, or what have you. Um, so it just doesn't hold any water. We, we have to constantly be challenging ourselves as human beings um, and, and, and look at, you know, this, these issues through a fresh lens. And that's all we're asking people to do. You know, we have the facts, you know, on our side. We have the truth on our side. Now we just need people to be open-minded about it and not, and not shut it off and say, oh, these horses are treated well. The industry says so. And, um, you know, Saratoga has been here for 150 years. And, 
the local economy is so dependent on it. You're going to put people out of work and, uh, you know, on and on and on, you know, just step back, reassess, look at the facts. And again, like I said at the top, are you comfortable with your financial support, whether it's through a bet or paying an attendance ticket? Are you comfortable with horses dying, you know, for your entertainment? And again, if the answer is yes, you're you're perfectly fine with it. Well, I may abhor your values, but I I respect, I guess, your honesty. You know, um, mm-hmm. but if the answer is no, which I think it is, it, it, it must be no for the vast majority of people out there. Then mm-hmm. there's only one choice to make, only one course to take, and that is to stop supporting this because it's not going to change. They've been killing horses from the beginning, and Throughout the last, you know, we've been doing this for eight years, and trust me, every time one of these tracks, including Saratoga, gets unwanted attention, negative scrutiny, they come out with their well-oiled marketing machine, making all these promises. Equine welfare is our top priority, and we are implementing all kinds of new safety protocols. We're putting more vets on, on staff. We are constantly analyzing the track surface. We're putting in stricter drug reform and stricter whip reform. And all the while, the horses continue to die. And they will continue to die because of what they, you know, how they're bred, when they're first put to work, and what they're expected to do on a racetrack. Bottom line is speed kills. And we already had a death Friday, a racing death at Saratoga in the 10th race. A three-year-old filly broke down on the track, was euthanized where she lay. Now, mind you, every track in this country will move heaven and earth to get that injured horse off the track and euthanized out of the public eye back in the barn. So the injury has to be very, very bad, very, you know, quite horrific, you know, for them to euthanize right there, you know, in the dirt. They can't move the horse. In other words, they cannot load them onto the ambulance. They have to euthanize right then and there. And this poor filly, you know, was put down in front of spectators, you know, on Friday. And I'm, I'm waiting for confirmation. There was another horse vanned off yesterday in the eighth race. And, you know, I'll find out later today whether that horse was euthanized or not. But there are already up to three deaths at Saratoga this year. You know, that was the first race day death, but there was a training death earlier in the spring, and then there was a stall death. So there's three deaths. As I mentioned, history says that 15 will die. So this is what people need to, they need to to answer. They need to, uh, you know, account for, you know, for their, their actions, because all of our actions have consequences. And the consequence of a seemingly innocuous day at the racetrack is uh, animal abuse and animal killing. So um, you just mentioned the uh, media outlets. Has any of the media outlets outlined the danger it is for the horses? Like has the Times Union ever written a story about it? Has the Gazette? Has any of the news news on, on TV or radio talked about the and the harm it does to the horses. Have you ever seen anything like they, that? 
Well, they do because of us, Cynthia. I mean, to be quite frank, I mean, it's, you know, it's because we're there. It's because of what we do on the website every day, reporting this as it happens. <clears throat> so that has been a sea change since when we started. When we started back in 2013, our first protest was 2014 up at Saratoga. We could not get anyone in the local media to cover anything negative on Saratoga Racecourse. It was too powerful, um, too much money. Nobody, and we were told, by the way, you know, by a, a well-known local um, newscaster, uh, uh, you know, as an aside, because we sent out information early on, you know, to all the, the local press, radio, TV, newspaper. And he told us, look, you know, I sympathize with what you guys are trying to do, but you're not going to get anyone to touch this. It's too, it's, it's too negative about Saratoga, and it, Saratoga is an institution. Okay, so flash forward a few years. We, we keep hammering away. We're up there every summer. We're protesting. We are reporting. We are at the point now where multiple outlets cover the deaths as they happen. So that's a sea change. And that, I, I say, without sounding as a, as a, like I'm bragging, is directly attributable to our efforts. You know, we are, we are making the media take no, notice of what's happening at Saratoga. Unfortunately, you know, when they do these stories, most of the time, they will go back to the industry, New York Racing Association, which runs Saratoga Racecourse, um, and they'll get, you know, the final word typically in these pieces. That did not happen with the Spectrum piece yesterday, so I was very heartened by that. They gave us the final word, but most of the time, they'll go back to the industry, and the industry will come out with, again, that same old nonsense, that, that propaganda that, hey, we're leaving no stored unturned, and safety is our highest priority, and we are making improvements all the time. And so when you're reading the story, you know, as an average person, you're like, okay, the activists are up there, they're upset, you know, horses are dying, but the industry says they've got it under control, and they're working to, to make it as safe as possible. And it always sounds like, you know, it's going to be okay. So that's, again, that's something that we are continually fighting, you know, with media is to try to, we, we want to have the last word. We want to tell them, that, look, they keep promising this. They've been doing this for, for years, the industry, not just Saratoga, but across the country, you know, and all the while, horses die. So reform is a lie. Safe racing is a ruse. Horse racing kills horses, period. Now, when when you uh, go to the track and you're standing there with li your literature and stuff, has any of the uh, staff, meaning the, I want to say low-paid uh, workers at the track who take care of the horses, do they ever come up to you and say thank you for what you do? We They have, and actually we've had two um, individuals who, after getting off of their shifts at the track, have actually joined us in the protest. You know, wow. they, they grabbed a sign. In fact, I remember this one um, young man a couple years ago, and someone, one of our activists asked him, aren't you worried that you're going to lose your job? He says, I don't care. He says, I believe in what you're doing. 
and I want to stand with you. And we were so, boy, that just uh, lifted our hearts that day. Um, so, yeah, we do, get, we do get people that will tell us, um, you know, uh, I've seen it with my own eyes, and uh, not just at Saratoga, but, in, you know, around the country I get, you know, uh, people reach out to me all the time. And, um, you know, so, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's heartening, you know, that, um, you know, we do have, you know, again, I always, I try to be positive about human beings, that most people are, are good, kind, compassionate, and all they need is to, you know, is to have the proper education on certain issues and the proper time to reflect and the, you know, they will change. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's an ongoing battle. You know, we have to keep, uh, you know, fighting for those hearts and minds. So um, we just have a few minutes left. And I want to say that what I think you and I should do is have another conversation right after Labor Day um, where you and I talk about the, you know, the, the track season and stuff. But if there's something that happens horrendously that makes the news, um, let's talk before then. What do you think? Absolutely, Cynthia. I'll, I, I'll talk about this anytime, any place. And, you know, to that point, uh, you know, maybe you could arrange for a debate. Maybe you could reach out to the other side, you know, someone in the industry, someone at the New York Racing Association to come on the show and, and you know, we can debate. In fact, the spokesperson for Naira, uh, Patrick McKenna, recently tweeted out that he would welcome the debate, you know, with us. And then, you know, we tweeted back anytime you name the place. So, you know, there's an old legal adage <clears throat> that I like to cite on the website all the time that when you have the facts, pound the facts. You know, when you have the law or when you have the truth, you know, pound that. When you have nothing, pound the table and yell like hell and and that's what the other side is doing. They have nothing. We have the facts. We have the truth. And what they do is, you know, pounding the table. They distract. They, they, they're constantly distracting, trying to keep the attention off of the abuse and the killing. You know, they talk about jobs and how, you know, and, and what kind of economic impact horse racing has, and especially in Saratoga. And, and, and mm -hmm. we can't, we can't uh, end this. It's, it's too too important and that kind of stuff and that's just a distraction and I was asked that yesterday by one of the media outlets and my answer was simple um, I'm not insensitive to people who work in the industry especially the lower paid you know backstretch workers you know but all, fundamentally this is a moral question so it's either right or it's wrong and, and each person has to answer that and if it's wrong if you deem this immoral like greyhound racing then jobs and money should not be part of the conversation, simply, simply put. So you have a website? Yes, it's horseracingwrongs.org, and, you know, we're active on it every day, and that's where I do all my reporting on, on the cruelty and killing. Uh, again, that, that's nationwide. I just reported on two deaths at Del Mar, which is one of those marquee tracks, out in San Diego, two training deaths yesterday morning, and they like to bill themselves as the safest racetrack in America. And here they are uh, three days in to their summer meet at Del Mar, and they had two kills on the same morning. And they, and they had oh another horse band. Yeah, they had another horse band off in a race yesterday. So it could be three deaths by the end of this day. Um, 
all yesterday at, at Del Mar. So there's no safe track. There's no, you know, there's no, um, that, that, again, that's, that's a, a massive deception. Um, so that's what we do at Horse Racing Wrongs. You can find that information there. And, and uh, I, I always say that that is the best argument against this industry is horseracingwrongs.org. So, Pat, we will talk again. You've been Pat, listening excellent. to Pat, Pat, Pat Batuello, and mm-hmm. I'm Cynthia Cooper. This is Focused on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Pat. I enjoy talking with you. We'll talk again. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Cynthia.